Come on, let's love him one more time. Pastor Moore. Everybody say, bless him in the name of Jesus. Jump on him, God. Jump on him, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. How true that song is tonight. This time carries on the way of this world and things that's unfolding and taking place and happening around us just to know that we made it, just to know that we survived the journey, he that endures unto the end, the same shall be saved. So we know by Scripture, Old Testament and New Testament, that there's some endurance on our part and some mountains to climb, some valleys to cross. And so when that moment comes, that we come to the realization that we made it. We're going to get to hear him say, well done a good and faithful servant. When we really begin to realize there'll never be another temptation, there'll never be another battle with the devil, there never will be another moment of feeling that weakness and feel like you're walking through peanut butter knee deep. There won't be any of those times. All that'll be over. I'm, I, I'm telling you, there's no telling what we'll do. And probably some of us will do a little of all of that. <laughs> amen, amen. You can be seated. I I'm just going to continue with this. Um, what I'm trying to uh, love to see happen, see unfold, amen not only here but but the heartbeat is here uh, my my responsibility is to this local assembly and this community and to let the power of god that that presence of the lord and to have a desire for it to be in every service to work in our lives and to work on our behalf and uh, to do something great. And so what I'm going to focus on a little bit tonight, and by all means, it, I won't exalt the subject, I promise you. <laughs> but um, I want to talk on about the handling of the glory. The handling of the glory. You've heard me say this before, and, and it's hard to divide and separate the glory and the anointing. It all kind of works hand in hand and works together. You know as well as I do whenever we hear singing or testimonies or preaching, you can take the, the greatest orator you know of, but you really want to hear him under the anointing of God. Same way with preaching. You can just be an old country boy. And, and I don't know why we say that term. We make that statement like, you know, some old country boys that makes him illiterate. 
I know some city boys that wasn't too smart. <laughs> so I don't know where we got that, that from. But, um, but the anointing or the presence, the glory of God, the presence of God. You know, to get back into that state of mind and spirit and heart that when a time that has been set aside, a place that has been set aside, uh, it's been dedicated for the visitation of God, for the moving of the Lord. Now, it's not, it's not, it's not the only time and the only place, and we don't box him in. We don't limit him to Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and Wednesday nights by no means whatsoever. Or maybe during even revival services, Sunday through Tuesday or Sunday through whatever. But, but at the same time, somehow, if we can work on getting back into that place that this is the house of God. This is the time that's been dedicated. This is the time that's been set aside. This is the time that we have set it into as an agreement that we're going to meet. And, um, and we pursue that, don't we? We try to come at that time. We try to be here. We try to be involved in all the services that helps create the atmosphere. Why? Because we understand the importance of the atmosphere of the house of God, the service. And, and we come longing. We come desiring. The psalmist talks about it. And, and one of the psalms that I got here tonight, amen, he talks about his thirst for God. He talks about it like, and he likes it unto a man that's in a desert. It's in a wilderness place, and there's no water. Have you ever experienced, or maybe you told one of your children that they couldn't do something, couldn't have something, and or it wasn't available. And really you didn't, or maybe they hadn't put a whole lot of thought into it until they found out they just couldn't have it. And now all of a sudden, there's a desire and a passion and a longing for it. <laughs> Amen. That you know what, I didn't really want that until now. They're telling me I can't have it. And it's not available. And now it seems like that's what wants to captivate my mind and get a hold of my heart. And, man, I haven't craved that in years, but now all of a sudden I'm wanting it. And when I wake up in the morning time, it's not long. I'm thinking about it. And it's one of my last thoughts on my, my mind when I go to sleep at night. But they're telling me it's not available. They're telling us that we can't have it. And, and so if, if you listen to the devil and you listen to society and if you listen to the majority of your religious world, they'll try to tell you that we can't, those moves is over with. Those visitations are over with. But, but, but uh, thankful tonight, amen, that it's not. Um, praise God that those, uh, those powers of God and the touch of God upon our lives and our hearts um, Brother Nathan Buford sent me a little link this week, and I only listened to a portion of it, a part of it. And it's Brother Larry Booker. He's talking. He's being interviewed. It's a podcast, and he's being interviewed about the early days of Pentecost, the early 1900s. 
And in this first part, he talks as much about in the 1800s, and he names these gentlemen. And, and he talks about, it's about Topeka, Kansas. It talks about Azusa Street. And he hadn't really got into all of that. But, and I've heard it. I've even read portions of what I, I heard him talk about. And, and he talked about, and he re reminded us of, of the little lady and the, the gentleman, and I can't remember the guy's name, but anyway, I'm not good at all those names. But anyway, the, the gentleman that set it up, and he was going to leave, and he had about, and he said there's a dispute really of just how many was in the room, but there's anywhere from 30 to 45 of, of people and, and men and women and, and, and kind of like college students and things of that nature. And then, and um, they was living by faith now. They didn't have no jobs. They didn't have anything like that. And they was renting a certain building and um, from a, a, a Sunday school department had owned it. And they was renting this building. And they had come into agreement with this guy. that got them together. He brought them together. And so he wanted them to read the book of Acts and study nothing but the book of Acts. And, and to see what the book of Acts and what it taught. And about salvation and uh and he so he left him and so when he finally makes his way back and you probably know the story man at least a certain degree and how how they are just excited man the place was just uh, excited about the what they had come to the conclusion of and the revelation and understanding a man and then this is in the early 1900s and and so they begin to really seek after god and they come to the conclusion all in agreement that uh, the baptism of the holy ghost uh, repentance baptism in jesus name and really the revelation of baptism in Jesus name so that all that hadn't really unfolded but they knew the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues was the answer out of the book of Acts it didn't matter who you was and where you came from and so they began to seek for this both day and night they depended and lived strictly by faith they didn't have a job they didn't have no means of, 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 of you know supporting themselves I don't know how I guess people gave to them or whatever I don't know but but if you you remember but there was a, a lady I think her name was Agnes to finally reach the point and they was even dispute about her age and he talks about all of this and he believed that she's somewhere in her 30s. Some said 18, but uh, he believes that most believe somewhere in her 30s. And finally persuaded the leader that did not have the Holy Ghost, a man, to lay his hands upon her that she would receive the Holy Ghost. And, and she hadn't, you know, she didn't the first time. He's had to start with, he wouldn't even do it. And then finally, you know, he agreed to it. And so finally he did. And sure enough, man, she began to speak in the first one of that group that began to speak in tongues. And if you go back and read a study on that, the Azusa Street and the revival and what broke out there and all the different and the assemblies and the Trinity and this. I mean, there's a lot to it when you really begin to read it and study it out. But, but you know why that happened? It's because they was hungry. Because they was thirsty. Because they desired a visitation from God. They, they want a move of His power and His presence that they'd never experienced. But they read it in the book for themselves so they knew that it was available. They knew that it was attainable. Amen. And, and, and I believe this. I believe this. I believe the stories I, that I, I read and hear about of the Brush Harbor days. I believe the stories, amen, the powers of God moving and operating in such a miraculous and a supernatural way. Amen. Now, now I, I know sometimes we can really get off, and I believe in balance. I believe in walking, amen, in the Word of God. I believe in walking in the Spirit. I, I don't think none of us has enough gifts and talents and ability to save ourselves by ourselves. 
I don't care who you are and where you come from, how educated, how rich you are. Amen. Everybody's got to come under to a five-fold ministry, and everybody's got to have someone else to help us. And, but, but still, we're, we're believing. I'm, I'm praying for this church. I prayed today a couple of times today. Amen. For, for the gifts of the Spirit to be stirred up in this church. For talents and skills and ability to be stirred up in this church for His glory and for the magnifying of His name. And to use them for that purpose. And to use them for His glory. Amen. That that we wouldn't allow them to get a hold of us in a manner of way that we would we would get to seek it for money or things of that nature, regardless how how much God anoints us and bless us and it breaks out. Amen. If you listen to Brother Cody Marks and some of them in the, some of the last preaching at camp meeting, for instance, uh, some of them believes that man, there's going to be such a revival in this end time that whole families and whole churches and whole communities are going to be be saved. There's going to be filled with the Holy Ghost and revelation of this great gospel and truth. Well, if all those things are going to happen, it's because somebody was willing to find the glory of God in a power. I'm telling you, it's far more than what I've done. I can just expect to talk for myself, alright? Amen. And I'm not here to be down, and I'm not here to be, you know, I'm not criticizing, point fingers at nothing or nobody. But I just know in my own self, there is a glory, amen, that God wants to pour out. There's an anointing and a power of God, even on a Wednesday night like this, that the Miraculous and the supernatural take place. I'm telling you, there'd be such a glory to power of God. Hey, I believe in them stories that people could drive by and want to call the fire department because they think the building's on fire, but it's not consumed. I know that's getting out there, but it's not so far out there. And because God has proved himself over and over and over. And why shouldn't we seek for it? I'm not interested. I'm not interested in dead services. I'm not interested in half-hearted and nonchalant, and it really don't matter. It does matter. In fact, in this end time, if we're going to survive the journey, we're going to need old glory back. Hmm. Old glory's brought us through a lot of places, both by the flag and the old glory itself. And we won't survive without it. We need old glory back. And so I know last week, and I've mentioned this probably every, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it, but when you look at Eli and you look, and I want to look at the Ark of, of the Covenant tonight. That's what we're going to focus on a little bit. And, and I won't finish it. I promise you. <laughs> I normally bring about five papers up here. <laughs> There's probably 10 or 12. But, but I'll watch the time. It's been hot, and I appreciate you being here. And I'm thankful you come. But, but I want us to, um, and I believe for it to be what God wants to believe, I believe we've got to seek this individually, but yet together. And I believe if, if you're in, if by chance, if you don't have a desire to seek it, you couldn't be left behind. And the glory fall and you, I'm talking about fall right down on, right beside you. And you miss it. You miss it. I don't miss it. <laughs> I don't miss it. But, but the handling of the glory. The handling 
of the anointing of God. The handling of the presence of God. I pray this often. I said, Lord, I don't want to be a thief. By any measure whatsoever. I don't want to be trying to take any of your glory for any reason. And there's a lot more to that. And if you don't believe me, if you hang around and let the glory start falling, and you will find out that you'll either have to pray that prayer or you find yourself in trouble. Because this old flesh loves to get the glory. Wants the credit. Wants the attention. Wants the recognition. It really does. That can cause a lot of problems. So, so what I'm going to do tonight... And I know we've heard of this chapter. Psalms 137 preached from here in the, in the revival. Heard Brother Phillips, by the way, he'll be with, he'll be with y'all next Wednesday night. <laughs> Brother Phillips will. And uh, texted me today and said, hey, I got Wednesday night. I said, yes, sir. Be glad to have you. I said, um, I won't be here. I'm going to be with the youth, but you, we want you to come. So he's coming. Lord's willing, it works out. Brother Phillips will be with Wednesday night. Okay. So, as we, we I want to go to Psalms 137. And I know this chapter's been preached about, but, but I want to go there. I, I felt this, and um, not just today, but because when you go back to Ichabod, you go back to the time of Eli, and you go back, and if you notice real closely, when you go back to even Eli, and he's waiting, he's waiting, and he's, he's sitting on a throne place, and he's waiting on the runner to come. And, and the, the Bible makes it clear to us that his, that his heart beat, as much as he loved his sons, as much as he loved all, everything else, but his heart beat was about the ark. It was about the ark. And whenever... Simply puts it this way in 1 Samuel 4 and 13. And when he came, lo, Eli sat up on a seat by the wayside watching. For his heart trembled for the ark of God. You know, to have a passion. Have a, 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 a burning, driving passion. I want a move of God in this house. I want a move of God in our lives. I want, I want this world to know. I want this community to know. I want the devil to know that the glory of God is it's welcome here. And, and it's, it's, it's got the lead way. It's got the liberty to do whatever it desires to do and work in whatever, whatever avenue and whatever pathway. And I haven't touched all of that yet because sometime when the glory showed up, it wasn't for good reason. And then sometimes when it showed up, thank God it showed up. And so, but to, to realize this and come to ourselves and to, to get into that place. But when you drop down a few verses, and the messenger answered and said, 
Israel has fled before the Philistines, and there hath been also a great slaughter among the people, and thy two sons also, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead. And the ark of God is taken. Listen to what happens. And it came to pass when he made mention of the ark of God. When he made mention of the ark of God. That he fell off the seat backwards by the side of the gate. And his neck was broke and he died. For he's old man and heavy. And he had judged Israel for 40 years. If you go a little further in that same chapter. You're going to read about his daughter-in-law. And we're again. And if you read it close. It deals with the ark of God. As much as with her husband. And her father-in-law. It dealt with the departing the ark of God. Now, I believe one of the most dangerous things that happened to us as a church, as an individual, as an organization, as whatever, is to lose the glory and never know it. Never realize that it left us. Because the glory can leave this house and those that know anything about the glory and when time moves on will die off the scene. And now we'll have a church that don't even know nothing about the glory or the moving of the glory. And they'll be content and satisfied with what they got because they've never eaten mama's food. You know, certain places is fine until you eat at certain other places. <laughs> Okay, and um, could it be the reason that our country's in the state she's in now as far as even religion is because they have reached the place that you don't even have to have his glory called the Holy Ghost. So now I want to go to Psalms 137. Here they are. We're sitting by the rivers and, and, and here this particular Psalms. It's either while they're in Babylon or some believes possibly they just got out of Babylon. When this psalm has been written. Talks about them being by the rivers and they sat down and yea, we wept. When we remembered Zion. Catch that. When we remembered Zion. We hung our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof, for, for there they, for there they, the enemy, those that held us captive, those that held us in bondage, that carried us away captive, required of us a song, and they that wasted or, or planted us, required us of mirth, mirth. Mirth. I want to focus on that word for a little bit tonight. Mirth. They're in a strange place. They're in a captivity. It's not the ideal setting. You could have said that about tonight, beginning of this service, with the number so low. Well, this is this is going to be a well, what's going to happen here tonight? Oh my goodness! <laughs> you know, that kind of spirit. You can feel that heaviness. You can you can tell. And that's okay. Come on, there ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but, but watch this. Required of us mirth. 
Mirth has about four meanings all said and done. It is expression of joy. Considered as an act. It's short. It transcends. You know, it's, it's quickly moving in and out, basically. But the one I liked was this one. It's like a flash of lightning that breaks through the gloom of the clouds and glitters for a moment. This is what they was asking for. This is what they was looking for. They had no doubt heard, as you, you listen to the writings of David, about what happened at the tabernacle, what happened at the house of God. Whenever the presence of God was there. And Brother Ford didn't mention about how the Shekinah presence. That they couldn't even minister. That they couldn't, they couldn't man because of the power and the presence of God. Uh, we've been in services. We've been in service where I'm telling you the glory was so powerful. It was so unreal. I, I, I'm going to say this and you may not kind of like this. But I, it's, not, it's not really bad. But uh, I remember this has been years ago. This is back when Billy Cole was still alive. And, and I remember it was at a camp meeting. And they showed a little clip, amen, a little clip, and I think it was over from Ethiopia or some of one of those places, I'm not sure, but it was literally hundreds and thousands of them, amen, at a crusade, and as they, they, they just took and just gave us a little glimpse of what was going on, and there were so many people there that all they could do was this, but I'm talking about thousands of them, and whenever they showed that little clip, man, you could feel a presence, and you could feel a glory. You could see uh, almost like an illuminating power that was moving across that congregation, that group of folks, and they didn't care about nobody or nothing, and they didn't have probably two nickels to put together and a lot of other things, but man, they had experienced something. They had found something. They, 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 had, they found a, a presence, a man, that, that was so real and so powerful. That was the reason they was willing to walk, Man, it didn't matter if they had to walk a half a day. And they talked about some of that. Uh, how far some of them had to walk and things. And they was willing to make the sacrifice. And they was willing to do Why? Because the glory of God that met them there. The power of God. The presence of God that met them there. That's the reason that you and I and the world laughs at us and thinks we're crazy. Oh, but they'll get in their automobiles and drive to the other side of the world to watch a ball game. But think we're crazy when we stay up at midnight and 1 o'clock and 2 o'clock in the morning making special trips to be in the house of God again. To be back in the presence of God again. But see, they've never really experienced the presence of God. Because if you ever really experience it, you'll have an understanding. You'll have a revelation. There's something get a hold of you like nothing else can. I'm telling you, the glory of God get a hold of you. I know we got folks. I'm not emotional. That's hogwash. Right, glory of God gets in this house. Everything in the house will be shouting and dancing and responding and moving. I'm telling you, it'll shake this place. You won't be backwards and you won't be ashamed and you won't worry about the other one. Because it drives all of that out. I'm telling you. I know what I'm talking about. I ain't smart, but I know what I'm talking about, the glory of God and what God can do. And I know what the Holy Ghost is. The Holy Ghost gets on you. The glory of God gets a hold of you. I'm telling you, you'll do things you'll never dream you'd do. 
And you won't be ashamed of it. And you won't be hesitant about it. And you won't have no regrets whatsoever. In fact, you'll come back. I want some more of that. Amen. I've never felt so liberated. I've never felt so healed. I've never felt, amen, so whole and so complete. Amen. But in that moment, in that time, I've never felt so, so close to God. It felt like miracles and whatever could take place. Those moments of times. Uh, it'll drive even out on Wednesday night like this. It'll cause them old weary bodies, amen, not to feel so weary and tired. Uh, you're talking about, man, if we can just can it up, you couldn't put enough money on it. We could just bottle it up. I'm telling you, all of us will be billionaires before next week. Somehow we could bottle it up and sell it, and they could get a taste of it, and they get an experience of it. Uh, I'm telling you, I feel it stirring in me. We got the greatest thing that any man and everyone is going to ever experience on this earth. I said, we got it. We got it. I'm telling you, this is that. Hallelujah. And there's nothing like it on the face of the earth. And I'm telling you, I want to see it. I want to see it happen in Bendale, Mississippi. I want to see it draw the, the drug addicts and the alcohol because if they can get a drink of this, if they get experience of this. I tell you, they'll throw that other stuff down. They'll throw it down, honey. There's something about it. There's nothing like it. I believe it can come in just like that. Even in Babylon, if we'll just take them harps off of us. <laughs> Tune everything else and everybody else out. Amen. To tune our ears and our hearts into the heavens. Because you can't, you can't, you can't govern this. You can't control it. It'll flow wherever it wishes. And really wherever it's allowed to. That's the reason Jesus gave the promise where two or three gathered together in his name. He said, I'm in the midst. You can get, you know, sometimes the two is you and him. <laughs> Praise God. In the cab of that old truck or that automobile. And man, you begin to clap and you begin to worship and you feel the glory. You feel the presence of God. Amen. You know what? Hey, some of these folks are drive by. Some of us, if we really turn loose sometimes. Amen. You know, I, 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 got, well, I don't let it bother me. Man, I just keep turning it up. I just keep turning it up. Hallelujah. I, I, one thing I have to watch, put the cruise on. Because if I don't tell, turn that up, I turn something else up. Amen. Instead of doing 55, I'll be doing 65. And then 70. Hallelujah. Popping that steering wheel, man. Hey, the Holy Ghost has got this thing. I can drive through a troop, bind them and blind them, honey. We're going. Hallelujah. I tell you, there's nothing like it. There's not a drunk in this world that can compare to it. There's not a drug trip, amen, in this world that can compare to it. I want to fall in love with it. I want to get wrapped up in it. I want to get soaked in it, amen, saturated in it. I want to long and hunger for and thirst for it. Hallelujah. And whatever it takes, amen, to have it. That's what you and I got to make up in our mind that we're going to do it. Oh, glory wants to come back home, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, glory wants to come back home, ladies and gentlemen. And that's the house of God and the first Jesus name church up in Dale, Mississippi. And the Jesus name people. All the world's trying to steal it. And they've tried to use it for their glory. And there's been times when we've abused it and misused it. But with God's help and God's grace and mercy, we're going to come back and use it the way it needs to be. So, I want to talk about that a little bit here tonight. And to do that, I'm going to have to bypass a lot of these. We may come back to them sometimes. I'd love to... Use some of them let up, but that's okay, I won't.
word ark itself is mentioned three times in your Bible. I say mentioned three times. There's three different arks. You have the ark of Noah. You have the ark of the bulrush that Moses prepared and Moses put in. But the ark I want to talk about tonight is the ark of the covenant. But to your amazement, unless you've done a study on it, the ark actually means in the Hebrew, a chest, a coffin. Brother Ford mentioned the treasure tonight. The most precious thing that you can place in a coffin is to place a saint of God. <laughs> the death itself is not going to hold them in that place. It doesn't matter what kind of coffin you built and how many nails you put on it. It doesn't matter how much cement you put on top of it. There's something coming out of that old coffin. Amen. When the glory of God appears back in the clouds on that moment and in that day, there's going to be a voice and there's going to be an archangel and there's going to be a, a, a trumpet's going to be sound. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, we're coming up out of there. So, ark, amen, is referred to as a coffin, amen, or a chest where you lay your treasure things. And so, as you watch this unfold and, and if you begin to do a little study about this, and so uh, we're just going to start talking about the ark for a little bit here and, and the time. It's mentioned in the Bible and how it was used. And I'll just, if time runs out, we'll pick up next time, man, two weeks from tonight or whenever the Lord allows us. But, but let me just talk about the ark a little bit, the ark of the covenant itself. And um, how many of you believe? I, 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 I ask myself this question today. Would, would it be easier to follow God with Moses and the cloud and fire than today? Would it be easier to follow the ark? Most of the time, the ark wasn't in the front, forefront. It was in the mist or in the presence. Hmm. When you read about the ark, a few verses before that ark, in chapter Numbers 10, Numbers 10, I want to bring something out. I've never, I've read this, I just didn't pay it no attention. But today, in Numbers 10 and 29, this is Moses. Moses said unto Hobit, Hobit is, is the son of his father-in-law, which makes him his brother-in-law, which makes him a Midianite. And in their journey, Moses comes to him in, in, at the time of their departure and uh, he says, we are journeying unto a place of which the Lord said, I will give it you. Come thou with us. He's asking his brother-in-law, this Midianite. And we will do thee good, for the Lord hath spoken good concerning Israel. And he said unto him, I will not go, but I will depart to mine own land and to my kindred. And he said, Moses said, leave us not. I pray thee, for as much as thou Knowest how we are to encamp in the wilderness, and thou mayest be to us, and here's, here's the catcher, that thou mayest be to us instead of eyes. He was simply asking him to be a scout for them. Moses was asking his brother-in-law to be a scout for them. 
most of us is under the expression or the belief that uh, they've done everything just simply by following the cloud, following the pillar of fire. But we're going to see times where, and it's actually mentioned three times. I won't take the time tonight to go into all of them because time won't allow us. But you could go and you can see where God used the angels, and especially in the beginning with, with them in Exodus, the 14th chapter. If you remember right before coming across the Red Sea, the angel left from the front of them, made his way to the back. Came light unto the Israelites and darkness unto the enemy. We're living in a time today that everything that confesses to be a Christian, God's talking to them. God's telling them this, telling them that. And man, I'm telling you, God's doing so much talking, it blows my mind. But he can't do all that talking because he's telling a lot of people a lot of different stuff. And there's not a whole lot of agreement in it, but a lot of confusion. And But the book says that our God is not the author of confusion. So I know there is a glory. And I know there is a voice of God. And I know in that glory and in that voice and in that there is no confusion whatsoever. I can stand with a surety. It doesn't matter if I'm facing the devil, if I'm facing the greatest man I've ever faced. If I've heard the voice of God and got the glory of God, the anointing of God, I tell you, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. I don't care what anybody says or what anybody thinks. When God says, I'll make a way, that's it. It's not hits and miss. It's not, uh, not with God. Not with God. <laughs> you can go to Exodus 14, chapter that one. Numbers 13. We know this one very well. The 12 spies went to spy out the land. Remember? You can go to the time of Numbers 20, where the spies were sent to for Edom. And so they were scouts. And most believe the reason that Moses wanted his brother-in-law, if you do any commentaries on it, they believe that because he would know where some of the, because of the land and the sand and hidden places, even with the pillar and the, the, the uh, fire, <laughs> that these scouts were used a lot of times to know the best place for a pasture. Are finding the right watering place. <laughs> Paul had to deal with the Corinthian church and cause this one saying, I'm following this one and I'm following that one and I'm following Paul and Apollos. And even some say, Well, I'm just going to do what Jesus said. Boy, that gets us all in trouble. I, I don't have nothing, everybody's got favorites and I ain't got a problem with that. We love to hear some better than others, and I, I would too. You know, I wouldn't drive 100 miles to hear me, but I'd drive 100 miles to hear Nathaniel Wilson. How about that? 
Amen. Hallelujah. But, uh, but what's, he, what's, what's a five-fold ministry? Because the Shekinah glory and the anointing of God can use a nobody. Because it's not about the vessel. It's about the author of the vessel. <laughs> That's who it's about. And whenever we let that glory move and that anointing move, and this is what needs to spark in our children's heart. And this is what needs to spark. I pray for Tristan tonight. Amen. This is what we get a hold of his spirit and get a hold of his heart tonight. I need you, God. Amen. I want you, God. Because I know walking with you, I'll be favored. If I know I'm walking with you, I'll be blessed. Walking with you, amen. You'll fight battles. I'll never have to fight. You'll give me victories. I won't even know nothing about because you'll already defeat just out of my own business and recognition. He said, I need you, God. I don't need the world. I don't need the pleasure of the world. I need God. And so, would you study about the ark here a little bit? And I got two minutes, but I'll make over time just a little if you don't mind. The ark of God. I want to bring something else I noticed in Scripture. And I, hey, this is me. And I may be out on a limb and I may be fixing to cut it off. First Samuel 3 and 3. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord. Did the lamp go out? I wouldn't answer either. Hang on a second. Watch this. Look up the word E-R-E. Which simply means before. So now, it simply means this. And you, 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 you educated folks, and I wrote this, I copied this. <laughs> in a conjunction before in time is what it means. As a preposition, it means before a specific time. So with that understanding of that word, let's go back and read it again. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord. Before the lamp of God went out in the temple of God. Before the glory ever left. I'm here to tell you tonight, that's the last thing that God ever wants to do to an individual, to a church, and to the world. is to let his glory to depart. You have driven him or pushed him or that individual, that church or whatever. Amen. Until there is really no other choice. So it's, 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 it's not as easy. Oh, I'm, I'm fixing. That's the reason sometimes we can live in sin. Do things we ought not to. Then all of a sudden, amen, we, we really begin to pray and we want to be, you know, and God, the glory of God, and then only God will fall on us and God will bless us. And here's the problem with that. A lot of people keep on sinning and think they're doing all right. Keep on walking air to what the book says. But there's coming a moment. There's coming an hour. There's coming a day. There's coming a time when God removes it. Revelation calls it, and I still haven't got to those, but I'm going to. Seven churches. The candlestick. The candlestick. So, if you go to the next chapter, that same book, it's here that we read about that the ark was taken and that Hophni and Phinehas 
were slain. And so when you really begin to do a study about the ark and the history of the ark and, and its coordinates with, with its intentionally moral character, amen, what it represented, who it was, what it was. And the ark was the presence of God, the presence of God. And so when you read about it and you begin to realize what really happens, and, and time won't allow me here tonight, but, but listen to me. It was the ark that the, that the priest put on their shoulder when they faced a Jordan swelling Jordan that was impossible, could not be passed. It was flowing out of its banks. It was no way. But as Joshua heard the voice of God and instructed those priests to get the glory of God and get it on their shoulders like it was supposed to be. And I'd love to have the time, about 45 minutes, amen, to preach and get all the way to David, but I won't tonight. Amen. But whenever they got it on their shoulders and the Bible says, amen, and they began to make their way to that ark after three days of preparation and sanctifying themselves and getting ready and making their way to that Jordan River. I will tell you something the Bible says when they began dipping. Dip, dip means whenever they simply started to put their foot in the swelling waters of Jordan, they immediately spontaneously watched the glory of God, the power of God, the purpose of God, the creator just step in. Amen. And when again you roll back, there's something about the glory of God. There's something about the anointing of God. It'll break bondage. It'll break things that nothing else will. But there's not anything it cannot break. There's not a yoke it can't break. There's not a sin it can't get you out of. There's not a burden it can't lift off of you. We got to have it. We got to have it. If we think we can make it without it, we're kidding ourselves. Impossible. It is absolutely impossible. I don't care how educated we become. I don't care how rich we become. I don't care how talented we become. I don't care how we get everything just in this perfect little place. Without the anointing and the glory of God, we're just going to wind up a sounding symbol and a tingling sound. That's it. That's it. That's the reason there's so many churchgoers that are just dead. Because there's no life where they're going. And if you and I are not careful, it can happen right here. It can happen right here. <laughs> Another place, and, and, I, I, and I, I'm, I'm through, but another place. Let's go all the way again to. to Joshua again. Now watch this. This is before Eli now. This is before all that ever transpires. We're watching the power and the glory of the ark. Or could I better say the presence of God. Because that's exactly what it represented. It was the presence of God. And so when Joshua makes his way to Jericho, and even there, the reason those walls come down is because you're going to read in Joshua 6 and 6. And Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said unto them, Take up the ark of the covenant and let the seven priests bear the seven trumpets of the ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. They just carried that old box. 
around that city with them. It represented God. The mishandling comes is when we think we can put it on a new cart. We can have all the singers. We can have all the people, 30,000 of them. We have everything else in order, have everything else lined up. David did. Amen. I thought he had everything lined up. But you know what happened? When it comes to a little stumbling place and somebody was just going to balance it and our carnal minds and our fleshly way of thinking don't understand why in the world why God would kill such a man when he was just trying to keep the ark from falling off the cart. Amen. But God was angered because he wasn't handled right. I tell you, God kept me and anointed me and helped this first Jesus name church of Bendel. We want to handle the anointing and the glory of God right because this is what's going to get us out of here. This is what's going to get us out of here. Some of you sitting there right now look at me but this is what you need in your life this is what you need in your mind this is what you need in your heart if you get this in that place I'm telling you you and out you the struggles you got read about it you know why all right now watch this let's jump to Eli right quick what happened whenever they brought the ark into the Israelites camp even with Eli what did the enemy do? <laughs> oh my God. That's the only reason make those Israelites shout like that. There's only one thing that has showed up, and that was the ark. And who can stand against that? Who can stand against that God? Because it had such a reputation of defeating and winning every battle, just having the ark. And having the presence of God with them. They wasn't a king that could defeat them. There wasn't a circumstance or situation that could block them out. I'm telling you folks, we're hungry for an old fashion of old glory. And you can mark me, you can do what you want to. I don't care. I'm just telling you we need it. I'm telling you we need it. The one God apostolic church needs it. An old fashion of old glory back in her midst. And you're talking about seeing some supernatural things. You don't have to ask you won't have to ask them if they got delivered or not. You won't have to ask them if they got the Holy Ghost or not. You won't have to ask them if they got healed or not. You'll know. You'll know because God, amen, when God does something, he don't need everybody, amen, to advertise it. There's just something about that old glory. Just something about his presence. It's just something about his, his, his hand. His power as it moves upon us. Amen. Why don't you stand? I know it's 20 to 9 and it's getting a little late. And How many is hungry for old glory? How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many has ever experienced old glory? <laughs> Get lost in it. You don't have to wait for church service. Man, you get in, a, get in a prayer closet or wherever at your own home or in an automobile. And man, I want it to fall. I want it to move. You know what I've noticed about old glory? Revelation. If you're struggling about the word of God about something, start praying for, for old glory to show up. And I'm going to tell you what happened. Revelation. Amen. He'll inspire you and he'll, he'll give you things that no preacher could give it to you. 
He'll give you insights to the word of God and doctrines, amen, that no man could ever explain it to you like he would. <coughs> Why don't we just come up here to the front for a minute and do we have a song about old glory? <laughs> Not just a flag, but I've got everybody off the walls tonight, ain't I? Praise God. It's nothing like it. The sacrifice to pay. The willingness. Remember the definition, the first definition I gave you on the first Wednesday night when I mentioned glory, Shekinah glory. It's a visible manifestation of God on earth whose presence is portrayed through the natural occurrence. Each one of us, Brother Ford mentioned this, treasure and earthen vessels. Each one of us has just a little bit of glory in us. His glory. As we give ourselves to it and allow it to flow through us, man, there's a manifestation that will flow out to people. And those around you, and friends and loved ones and they say, hey, them folks has got something. You're just not going to find it any place. When God gave Moses the instructions of building that tabernacle, he didn't just let him build it any old way. In fact, when God instructed Noah to build an ark, he didn't let him just build it any old way. Whatever size, whatever wood. No. The whole church was in that ark. The seed for mankind was in that ark. Eternity was in that ark. <laughs> Have you ever played close attention throughout the scriptures, Old Testament, all the way through? The devil's done his best to stop the seed of David time and time again. But he just couldn't do it. I don't know if I'll ever get that far along. But in the New Testament, Jesus Christ becomes that glory. The fullness of God in him. That one that could call Peter, James, and John and get on top of a mountain in transfiguration and right before their eyes change.
There is a glory that God wants to manifest through this church, through Him. And it's for all churches. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. A peace, a joy, a love, a contentment, a satisfaction. There's nothing like it. I want us to just take a moment tonight and this is my prayer. God, stir up a hunger in me for all glory. Stir up a thirst in me for no visitation of God. Anointing a power of God, a presence of the Lord. <clears throat> I believe old glory can get settled on these lands, on this particular property here. I believe old glory can move to the field before we ever get there. I believe old glory can move upon Mary Rose and Bonner and whoever else. But old glory may be waiting on to make sure I'm willing to sell out. To make sure this is what it's really all about. It's church. Having a move of God. Seeing the greatness of His presence. There's nothing like it. I'm telling you. Oh, we've experienced it. We've experienced it, but I'm telling you. There's an experience, I believe, it's coming. I'm telling you, there's an experience coming. We better have old glory. If the right lunatic bunch pull up on this road, we better have glory. Where else are they going to go? Who else are they going to call on? Where else are they going to find deliverance? I want them to have a place to come. Especially when they get it made up in their minds. I'm sick of this. I'm tired of this. I'm going to find deliverance. They got to find a place that's full of old glory. Let's pray and ask God to help us tonight. How about it? Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. We call on your presence. We call on your touch. We call on your power, God, to baptize this place. To touch our minds, to touch our hearts, and to touch our lives. Help us, God, here tonight. Take just a few minutes. Lift up our voices and lift up our hearts, our spirits unto you. That you would move upon our hearts, that you would move upon our minds and our lives. Oh, glory, God, would baptize this place. There'd be such a hunger that would move within our hearts tonight. We wouldn't worry about the one next to us. But we lift up our voices, amen, for that fresh touch, for that fresh anointing, for the visitation of the Holy Ghost upon our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. For we want to see people born again of the water and of the spirit. We want to see the blind eyes open and the deaf ears unstopped. 
We want to see the lunatic to have a place to come and find you, Lord. Help us here tonight to find unity. Help us here tonight to find your heartbeat. Help us here tonight, God, to experience you. That hunger and thirst to get a hold of us. We want to experience you like we've never experienced you. We want to worship you and magnify and exalt you like we'd never have. That old crustiness of that old, that old draw, say, man, God would be driven out of our hearts, driven out of our spirits, even on a Wednesday night like tonight. The freshness of your touch, the freshness of your presence upon our hearts. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Send it down, God. Send it down. Send it down. tonight church if you would I want you to bind with me in prayer that God would anoint me to, to lead this church into his glory whatever it takes preaching 
teaching, fasting, praying, whatever. We can't afford to be lost. We can't afford to be lost. Let's pray for all glory. We're headed there. We just got to get a hold of it. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Praise God. Don't forget, back regular service is Sunday, Sunday morning and Sunday night. Okay? Any other announcements? All right. If not, God bless you. Appreciate you.